And we're here at the KM Podcast. Ken Brown from WJR Radio, Mike O'Hara, DetroitLions.com, as we talk Lions training camp. Hello, Mike. Hello, Ken Brown. Those unbeaten Detroit Lions, by the way. Oh, yes. I, I, that excitement, exciting <laughs> game last week that put everybody to sleep. Luckily, I was not there, so I won't even Wait pretend like minute. I was. Hold it, hold it, Kenny. It didn't put people to sleep. That crowd was rocking from the beginning to the end. Unfortunately, I'm talking about the TV audience. I don't, you know, I don't know what the crowd was. That's, unfortunately? Yeah, unfortunately, because three-fourths of um, half of the game, at least, was under a weather advisory. So well, I got to see the young lady from Fox 2 and no sound on the game. But that that's neither here nor there. The game was played. The Lions came out victorious. But as we – I'm always going to do this preface, and this is the Rod Marinelli preface. The 2000 – what was it, 2008 Detroit Lions went 4-1 and yep. preseason. And what was their record, Mike? It was 0-16. There you go. So let's take, let's keep it in, let's keep it in check. Plus, well, I'm going to tell you right uh, now. Before I even get there, I'm going to tell you right now. After watching some of these preseason games on NFL Network and whatever – they should not even charge for them because the way it has gone since they've gone to three games is starters don't play at all. It used to be they played a little bit and a half, and then the third game they play a half, and that'd be it. They wouldn't play the fourth. You're not Starters aren't playing at all now in these games. I was watching the Philly game with Cleveland, and the, the whole Philly offense didn't play, basically, and the defense played a series and came out, and then you got three-fourths of a game with guys you never even heard of. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Well, I think you might be missing one thing, and I understand what you're saying, but I think you might be missing one thing. I mean, I think there are reduced ticket prices at the preseason games. In fact, a friend of mine bought two tickets online for $24 each. Yeah, they're reduced. They're reduced. I'm just saying they ought to be free. If you're not going to even try to to play starters, then don't. Why should they be free? Because it's, it's basically a training camp practice. That's what it's, these games are born. And, and I don't have a problem with it. <laughs> look, I'm just saying I don't have a problem with it because I don't want to see anybody hurt in these these fake games. So I don't have a problem if they don't play them. I'm just saying don't bill them as, you know, these exhibition games. And right now, for a viewing audience, they're hard to watch. Unless you're a, you know, a, a deep, deep, deep Lions fan where you're looking at who's going to meet the backups on the team and who's third string and not making it. But for just a casual watcher, they're unwatchable. Well, I don't, I don't agree with the unwatchable thing. But that's people know what they're getting into when they go to those preseason that's games. And that's like true. I said, the atmosphere in that stadium last week was forty-eight thousand, almost forty-nine thousand, compared to forty thousand for the pre- first preseason game a year ago. It was just an electric atmosphere. It really was. It was a fun day at the, at the, at the stadium. Yeah, the first game was always that way. The first game is always exciting. No, it's, not. I'm, it's not necessarily that many people, but the first game of the preseason is always exciting for whoever's there because it's you know it's the first football game you had in six eight months. But let's like, see, you're, let's you're, see how it is. This Jacksonville game. Let's see. You're, how, you're slowly, you're slowly coming to my side. Let's see how this fan excitement Keep is. It up. Anyway, that's all, that's neither here nor there. We want to talk about football. Um, New York Giants, a playoff team last year. I don't know how you rate them this year, but a formidable opponent. They had good practice week and good, you know, games. They played a decent game um, Friday night. I guess you could say decent. They won, and and nobody got hurt. So that motion's accomplished. But I well, thought that um, I thought it was a, a telling on some players and telling on others, good and bad. Yeah, I thought, for example, I thought, you know, late in the game, the Lions piled up some sacks, ended up with five for the game and only gave up one. I think that's a plus on their side. 
on the other hand, it was, you know, one of their one of their veteran players, Julian uh, Okwara, had three of those sacks. And so I don't know what that means for him, for a veteran player playing late in a late in a preseason game. I don't know if that's good, or bad, or indifferent. Yeah, um, I think you said this uh, years ago. I don't know if, if not. I don't want to give you credit for this this brilliant observation, <laughs> but. Um, you said preseason games are they don't show you who can play, but they show you who can't. Did you, was that was that it. from you? Yeah, some some yeah. profound. And that's what I that's the thing you get out of these games. You can see who can't play on that level. But I might have gotten that from a personnel director. I don't remember, but I will tell you another one too. And I firmly believe this: to most fans, preseason games don't count if you win, but they do count if you lose. Yeah, <laughs> right. just, they do, you just tear them apart from stem to stem. Right. You know? right. So in that regard, it was a it was a, it was a big it was a big no lose for the Detroit Lions. Yeah. Well, let's talk. I just want to briefly talk about last week's game, then we can get into the Jacksonville practices in this week. But things that I saw last week that I like um, okay. rookie contributions, and they're going to have rookie contributors. Even Laporta, Sam Laporta, the tight end who dropped the only pass thrown to him, you still know he's going to be a contributor. I thought the first four picks are going to contribute mightily well four out of the five not counting Hendon Hooker but counting Broderick Martin you're going to see these guys play this year I think and they play they held themselves up well especially Branch and Campbell Campbell was Jack Campbell was the by PFF he had the highest rate of any rookie last week's games and um Brian Branch from the first day he stepped on that field he he looks like he can play it's just nothing else about it I think we talked about this last week. You know, one of the really class things he showed when he did get drafted in the first round, he didn't go home and sulk. He waited until the second round and walked out and shook hands with the commissioner. Yeah, yeah. And I think that was, that was a pretty cool thing. I don't know if it makes him a better football player or not, but it certainly makes him somebody, you know, who's got some feel for things. And, yeah, he is, he is a really, really good football player. Now, we'll find out where they – you know, where they decide to play him. I don't. I, I just don't think, like, the way he played in college – they play nickelback, cornerback, and safety. That's an awful lot to 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 to, to put on a, a rookie in the National Football League. But we'll see. But wherever they put him, I think he'll find a place for him, or he'll or he'll play pretty well. Yeah, hey, as long as you get him on the field for X amount of snaps a game, it could be one position or two. I don't know, but he to me, and I'm I'm a Tracy Walker fan, and I think he's a good player. I've seen more out of Brian Branch in the four weeks of practice than I've seen out of Tracy Walker in three years. I mean, just I'm not talking about you know being bad or good. I just I just you see you can see Branch when he's playing. He makes things happen out there. I think he's a little bit more of a playmaker than 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 Tracy's been. But but you know Tracy's had some you know good you know good tough hitter there in the back end, and I, and I I wouldn't I wouldn't dismiss him as, as no. A I mean, he's a good player. Though. I'm just yeah. I'm giving more. Flowers to Branch than I am not dogging Tracy. I'm just saying I I've seen more <laughs> out of him. I mean it's not it's not in the dog trade. Tracy's a good player. No, we're not doubting that. But Branch to me has a chance to be better than a good player. No, he he I, I would agree with you. He looks he looks like he he, he just looks like he knows how to play the game. That's it, he's just got a assuredness of him that that really stands out. And that's Jack Campbell to me too. When you, that last line you said. He just looks like he knows how to play the game. There's no, right. no wasted movement in Jack Campbell. Is you know all his steps have a purpose to it. He's fundamentally sound, and he, 
Uh, what I liked about him was he took over leadership of the defense. I mean, he was calling plays. He was slapping hands to move guys around. This is a rookie in his first game. And, you know, it only go, gets better from there on the leadership part. And I just – I see that leadership. I see Captain Jack written all over him in the future. Well, that position, that, that's what that, that position does. He does run it, run it. But when the regular season starts, it'll be back to Alex Anzalone. Be wearing, the, you know, what they call it, the green dot. Uh, he'll be running the, running the defense. But there's a future in that for Jack Campbell, no doubt about that. So Alex Anzalone will be running it from the weak side position, though? He's going to play weak side linebacker and run the defense. Position. And run the defense. Well, we make the calls and all That's that. That's what I mean, sure, make yeah. the calls. Yeah. Uh, but eventually, you should be handing that over to the guy in the middle, though, shouldn't you? Well, I not necessarily. No. Okay. No. I thought the middle was the guy that you want to make all your calls. Well, we'll see how it works out. Yeah, I'm just asking. I, this is, I, I'm, I'm, I, I guess I you can call it so, from man. anywhere, but I'm just saying that, you know, the person in the middle of the the scrum, as it is, was the one that you want to put all your play calling on. But anyway, he's going to be calling plays eventually. It may not be this year, next year, the year after, but eventually he's going to he's going to, he's going to be the leader of that defense. He's going to be your Chris Spillman out there. Well, that would be a heck of a heck of a, heck of a career if he becomes an ex-Chris Spielman. But, you know, one thing about Chris, though, he played in a – Three four. This is a four three that they're playing, and it's a little bit different game. Sure, sure. Um, Jamar Jamar Gibbs, I thought showed you exactly what he's going to do when the season starts, and just a little taste. You can see he can run the ball. He can run it when you give it to him. Good hands and passing, and he has a feel for the pass game. You can just see it. Yeah, he had that one catch for eighteen yards, but you know, really, we get a chance to watch him in practice out there at Allen Park, and he is—he's just. Another guy, he's just got it. He knows how to play the game. It's just he's got a feel for it, and that's that. That was a really, really sharp, uh, sharp draft pick by by Brad Holmes. It really was. Yeah, and a trade down. So you really, you got two players for that pick. So right, that's, yeah, that's got, one half got, of the pick. You got, you got Jack Carpenter too. Yeah. Well, no, that Carpenter Campbell pick you already had the Jack, I mean, Jack Campbell. Jack I'm Carpenter, saying, yeah. the Jack Campbell pick you already had. You got Laporta and you got Gibbs for that sixth pick. So that's a, really, I, I, right. I was referring to the two first round. Yeah, picks. well, they already had the other first round. I'm just saying for that trade back from six to twelve, you got that first pick in the second round at thirty four. So you got Laporta and Gibbs for that pick number six. So it looks like you got good return on that pick, even if you can get Jalen Carter. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. Absolutely. We talked about the good. Let's talk about the bad. Uh, here we go. Our friend, wide receiver Jamison Williams. Dropped a dropped a forty yard pass for sure. I thought he didn't play that bad though. I thought I thought besides that play, he was okay. I I want to see more out of him, but like I said, he's a, he's a year after coming back from ACL. Got you got to get off his back, man. Just let him grow, let him grow. He, and he he got hurt during practice, which we'll talk about this week. But just for the game last week, just let him play. This is the time you play. He, he didn't play games last year really. When he came back. You know, they were already in motion. They they didn't, you know, have time to baby him. So I think that he'll be okay. Just they just you're expecting a lot too soon. And I, I still see, like I said, when I see him run, and you know, Mike, a year after ACL, you're still not back yet. You're almost back, but next year he'll be in fact I'm telling you right now, he still can pick it up and run even at this pace. And I just well I'll just gonna, see it. Yeah, the injury was a year and a half ago. So well, it was that, January, that be a... right? It was January, but this is one year plan. 
You know, a year and six okay. months. Seven. A year and seven. <laughs> seven months. Look, it, it'll work its way out one way or the other. You know, I'm not going to write him off right now, but but if I was going to give him a grade right now, and I'm not going to give him a grade, I would just say so far disappointing because rightfully we all expected more. I'm sure he expected more too. I love that we can write, give a grade for a guy that hadn't played a, a, a opening game yet, hadn't played a game. I, I can't. It's incomplete. I don't even grade you until you get a season in. And I, I'm not even counting. Everything last year was a bonus because, like I said, he he was less than, you know, right. coming back off of that. So I don't even count that. But this year, I'm going to wait, give him his grade at the end of the year. We'll see what happens. Now, he, he being a numbskull, he's got the six games off. That's his fault. So that's part of his grade that we'll give the him at the end. The, the grade is numbskull? Yeah, he's a numbskull. He, you know, you got that you know, just stupid stuff. But like I said, just relax. I remember Jamar Chase dropping balls all preseason his rookie year. Oh, my God, he's a bust, bust, bust. Look at him, one of the better receivers in the league. I remember Herman Moore. We had Lomas on yesterday talking on the show. Lomas said after the first game, Lomas and Kevin Glover had to go talk to uh, uh, Herman. Asked, what's, what's your deal? Dropping balls in the first game. Find out he needed some context. Next thing you know, Herman Moore's an all-pro. So just relax. I can't relax. <laughs> now, it's too exciting. as we move in, we do have wide receiver problems. As uh, Mr. Sure Mims do. was yeah. cut cut on Friday, yeah, um, the wide receiver. Know. So that negated that whole trade out. So nobody won the trade because the Lions don't give up anything if he didn't make the team. But cutting him early gives, tells me something. Because they didn't even wait around, Mike, the the last cut to see if he comes back from his injury or ready to play. They made their mind up he wasn't going to help him this year. So no, absolutely. That goes with what there. he did on the field when he was healthy. So if they're yeah. cutting him now, that means he just wasn't he wasn't up to task. There just was there, there was nothing there. He, 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 like I said, he was invisible. I didn't see he didn't see him make good plays. Didn't see him make bad plays. Didn't see him make plays of any kind. There was nothing memorable about his what, three and a half weeks in Detroit or whatever it was? Nothing except for the first press conference where he was taking names. You know, that first press conference, if you get everybody's first press conference when they play, it's amazing because, remember, he was all full of bluster that first press conference. I'm, yep. here, to, I'm here to take some names and blah, blah, blah. Okay. Yeah. Well, the name you took is Greyhound because you're out of here. So I um I never saw anything out of him to, when I saw him practice and stuff either. So I mean, right from the beginning, yeah, good size. Looked, okay. looked, he looked the part. You know how the uh, all locker room team, yep, but as soon as he came out on the field, yeah. yeah. Now the sub sub four four forty too. Now that leads to a problem though because they are definitely. This is why, man, I wish we could have addressed that uh, Hopkins thing from, you know, that Hopkins pick from uh, Arizona. We getting him in free agency. Remember I told you I would like to try to see what his cost would be. And I don't think Tennessee, who he eventually signed for, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, they gave up that much money. You know, that he would have been good to have no, right was, now. He wasn't a $20 million player. Or yeah, like so. That, even close to it. Maybe yeah. there's a guy out there on another team that, you know, they might be trading for. Maybe they want to give up a wide receiver on one of these teams that are not going anywhere. I heard some of the names of guys who are available, like the Sammy Watkins and the uh, – you know, um, Kenny Galladay's and these guys. I don't want any of those. I don't know. I don't want any of those guys. Jarvis Landry is more like Omar um, St. Brown, so he's he's not the guy you're looking for. You're looking for an outside guy. So, I, what do you think, Mike? Should we wait to the last cuts and see what comes, or should they try to get in the trade market or just go with what they got? 
Well, you're not going to get any. You're not. I don't think you're going to get a high quality player. So if I would, if I were the Lions, I would wait. You know, I would wait for the uh, for the cuts. But you know, look. If for some reason, somebody falls free, and I don't see anybody out there that's, you know, that anybody's been talking about who might be, you know, might be available. I, they just might be stuck with what they have. Yeah. Well, that's, that's gonna be a you got to fight it through for six weeks until uh, Jameson gets back, and then you, hopefully somebody will develop. Look, wide receivers to me, there's two positions in this league to me that are the easiest to fill. I'm not saying they're easy to find players, great players, but they're easy to fill. And that's guard and wide receiver and running back for the third one. They're plentiful. You just got to find one that fits your system. You know, they're out there. Like I said, every college has two on a team and then four graduate every year from every college. So there's wide receivers out there. Just got to dig. You got to dig in the dirt and find them, Mike. Yeah, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, but it's, a, it's, a, it's a different game that is in college. And, and you're not just going to get a rookie and just walk out there on the on your practice field and all of a sudden take over. But, you know, they are light at that position right now. They really are. That's, mm-hmm. that, that's surprising. It really is. That, that's surprising to me how that's that's developed. Yeah. Or hasn't developed, I guess I should say. Yeah. At home, make your money. That's where you make your money. Okay, so that ended the game last week. A um, couple of guys, like I said, Chad Cota and guys like that were impressive. But I don't count any statistics in the third quarter and the fourth quarter of exhibition game. That's why that Aquora sack thing I don't care about because – that was the fourth quarter. You playing against guys that won't even be in the league. I don't. That's, that doesn't impress me. So we'll see this week as they play Jacksonville. Will he get some time earlier in the game with guys that are going to be in the league? I want to see how he plays. Um, well, during the practices this week, did you notice him? Who are we talking about now? Julian Acor. Uh Not really, but that's 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 more on me than it is on him. <laughs> what um, did you find? What did you see during the joint practices this week that stuck out to you? I thought there was a little. I thought there was a little less energy than there was last week against the Giants, and maybe it's because, you know, they'd gone through it once and they'd had, you know, and they'd had had, had the two practices and the preseason game. But it just seemed it just seemed a little less energetic than it was the previous week. And and then you know yesterday the, the second the second combined practice they had yesterday with Jacksonville, I should say on. On, on Thursday with Jacksonville, they didn't have pads on, so it was just—it was really kind of you know, they, it was just just sort of a kind of a downer. I'm not I'm not faulting anybody. It just 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 didn't have the same sizzle that the Giants did. It really didn't. Yeah, I think joint practice with me should be one day. I don't. That's just me doing it because by the end of the time you're ready to fight and you know you get your work in one day. The second day, I like the way they did it this week better than the last week with the Giants because I think the. Second day, you should take it down a little bit. If they had to put pads on this day, Mike, they'd have been fighting all day. They all, they had a fight uh, during the second practice of, of dust up with Jack Campbell, like you said, with shells on. Yeah, yeah, but so, it, uh, look, it looked like a looked like a baseball right, a baseball fight to me. Like, right. like they all were coming out of the bullpen. <laughs> <you know? laughs> so, so I, I thought they got good work. I tell you what, Jacksonville and Detroit to me are kind of mirror teams in each conference, you know, up-and-coming teams. I think their yeah. quarterback is better. Good young players. They got good yeah. young players, but their quarterback is young, so they're a little better on that front, but the Lions are better on other fronts. But uh, you got to remember, man, the Lions put a 40-burger up on them last year, Mike. And, uh, 40 to it, 10. It wasn't, it wasn't even close that when that game was there. So, you know, you can talk about Jacksonville and all this and that and that, but, yeah, the Lions handled them and handled them well. 
Yeah, but that quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, man, he can throw the ball. Wow. Yeah, well, no doubt, man. He was always that way. What, he never yeah. lost a game in college, I mean, in high school, and what, he lose one game in college or whatever? Yeah, he's, something he's like always that. Been yeah, winner, boy, so. he, can, he can throw the ball. That's wow. why you're the number one pick, Mike. That's why you're the number one pick. Um, yep. So we'll see this weekend. Like I said, uh, uh, Coach Campbell's already come out and said that there'll be probably no starters playing and rookies, he said, probably won't play this game. So it'll be a, a battle of attrition to the backups to see who you know who's going to stick at the bottom of the roster. So it'll be a, a interesting Saturday. You might get a few plays in from some of the defensive players. But are you disappointed they're not playing starters in the in the in the preseason? Well, I like to see them, but no, I understand it. Yeah, I, like I said, I, I but I, I would like to see them play. But look, it's a little different asking me because I'm out there at practice every day seeing them. You know, you have to. I think the fans would have a different view of it than I would. I think they'd be, they'd want to see everybody playing. Look, when I first started covering the Detroit Lions, these these preseason games were played. You know, they were played like they were regular season games to some degree, and and that, that doesn't even come close to that anymore. Yeah. Well, now it's just be healthy. That's the, yeah, that's the whole thing. Sure. Just be healthy coming out because you don't want to do like uh, Jeff Garcia that year where, you know, he breaks his ankle on the last exhibition game, whatever quarter he was playing, and, you know, it just ruins the whole season. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy for that. But I do like to see just to see him come out and see who's organized, which teams are organized, which this is coaching games to me too. This is what coaches do their work and try Absolutely. to organize. So, you know, there are well, things you can get out of it. That was one of the good things for the Lions in last week's game. You didn't see, you know, false starts and, you know, 10 men on the field or 12 men on the field or things like that. They look like a team that had been you know, been put together, you know, really put together pretty well, right. especially for the first game of the season. Right. You know, what else was pretty cool to me and talking to some of the young guys, how excited they were to play in front of that crowd at Ford Field. I mean, that includes like Jack, you know, Jack Campbell, who's used to playing in front of big crowds at, at Iowa. And uh, uh, it, it just it, it really struck me that the that, 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 to, to them, the conversion from the college game to the pro game was really a dramatic change for them, and they they they, they really enjoyed it. They really got up for it. Well, I'm glad they played well, so yeah. I'm glad of that. Yeah. Um, is there one play? Well, we'll close it up with this. Are there any players to me that are now bubble players? I mean, veterans, not rookies or anything. Players that you want to see something out of to um, this weekend and next week, or players that are in jeopardy of not making a roster that have been on the roster. Any players like that that um, you're looking at? Yeah, not not any individual. You know, it just depends. I think you're going to get into the numbers game of, of are they going to go light, for example, maybe at the offensive line, or are they going to go light at maybe at the defensive line where they have so, such great depth there, maybe try to move a player via trade. But anybody in particular on, on the grill, um, that's it's really hard to say because there are so many positions that I should say so many decisions that are made based on very small, you know, small uh, uh, items that it's hard to hard, hard to predict and it's hard to single out any one particular who's who's really on the griddle. But there's, there's trust me, there are a lot of guys sweating it out right now. That's for sure. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm gonna give you names because there are a couple of players I'm looking at the Acora brothers, both of them. Because you had Romeo playing in the, the third and fourth quarter of this game, and two years ago he was your, one of your best defensive players, and now he's you know he's playing with the threes. I don't know if, if it's just the way they mixed it, but that's something I want to look at. Are these guys going to make? Not necessarily going to make the squad. There's no guarantee on any of them. So those are two players I'm looking at. Um, you can say this, and I know it sounds crazy, but 
What about Marvin Jones? Is he a lock to make the team? I don't know about a lock, but I'm pretty certain that he's going to make it. I mean, he's he, look, he's reliable. He gets downfield. He makes he catches 50-50 balls. So that that would surprise me if he's not back. Yeah. That, would, that really would surprise me. Nate Sudfeld, now that you've got um, Bridgewater here, is it a guarantee he makes the team? I don't know. I think he, he's one of the players you look at too. Jason Kabinga is another. Are they going to keep a fullback this year? These are the guys I'm looking at. I'm not saying they're not going to make it, but I'm just looking at And the running back uh, column, if these guys don't get healthy, you know, like Jamar Jefferson and um, Muhammad Ingram, Ibrahim, you know, these guys get hurt. And Ingram, that was his M.O. in college at Minnesota. He was hurt all the time. So you you can't make the club in the tub is the way they used to say it. So how does the backups of the running back shake out is another thing that you look at. Well, he had 1,600 yards rushing his senior year at at Minnesota. So – he was pretty healthy at that regard. Yeah, but he was—he was been hurt his career. That's the end of his career, Mike. He's been hurt. He, you know, that's why he didn't get drafted. It wasn't because of his skill. You know, he was—he was just always hurt. Yeah. So we'll see. Those are guys I'm looking at. So we'll see. Um, anything else before we close it, then, Mister Mike? No, just you know, play. I like to see a good, uh, you know, good competitive game, and and you know, I'd like to see the same type of crowd show up for this game tomorrow that we saw a week ago. Like I said, it really was. I, I was surprised. It really was. Just how they, they you know, the, first of all, that, that number of people and, and and then how into it they were from start to finish. Because usually, even if the Lions are winning a preseason game, they, you know, they start to empty out the midway through the third quarter. But boy, they hung in there right almost to the end. All right. So we'll check back next week. Uh, be They play next Friday, so uh, that'll be the last Preseason game, Carolina. That's a national TV game. And then after that, it's off. I predict they will play golf in these guys a series next Friday. The starters. Especially since it's a national TV game. That's my prediction. And I think from now on, that's the way these they're going to treat these exhibition games league-wide. You'll see starters play a series that game just to get the little rust off for the, you know, the upcoming season. I think that's where the third game this year will be like the third game when they used to have four games. I think that's what's going to happen, Mike. Uh, I would bet against that. That's my prediction. I just think I think teams lead. Why you don't want to sit your guys out, your starting team out without having played at all? You know, I'll bet you, you the. I, I will tell you and watch for this. I'll bet you that the majority of the players that we would classify as starters for the Detroit Lions won't even be in pads for this game. For the third game. Game game three, yep. Okay, yep. so we got a bet going. We'll come back and check that out. So we'll be back next week. Uh, we have, I think we'll do it before the last game, but if not, we'll do it right next after. Next Thursday? Yeah, we'll do it next Thursday. So we'll have a next podcast next Thursday. We'll talk about what happened this weekend. I'm sure it's going to be some moves around the league and Lions moves in the next week, and I'm sure it'll be some exciting stuff to talk about. So join us back here on the k broadcast, and we'll uh, – Recap that and go into get ready for the season, Mike. Get ready for that Kansas City game with a ring game where they, you know, everything's on that national TV game. Will the Lions be ready? 20 days away. 20 like days that. away. All yeah. right, that's Michael here at DetroitLions.com. Check out his stuff on there every time. Kim Brown, Mitch Album Show. I just looked at my uh, emails today and we're going to have Frank Ragnar, as I said, every week on the show. We're going to add another player, too, at the end of the week. So we're going to have Fr- Ragnar on Monday. We're going to have another player on Fridays. So we're going to have any, I'm not giving you, I know who the player is, but I can't tell you yet because we have to, you know, dot the I's and cross the T's on it. But it will be 
a player you guys are really going to want to come listen to every Friday. So get ready for that. All right? Sounds good to me. All right, that's it on the Cannon Broadcast. Ken and Mike, and we're out.